Hey everyone, and welcome to the South Carolina Grower Exchange Podcast. Every week, agents, specialists, and growers from around the state chat about what's happening in the field and discuss the latest crop weather, insect, disease, and weed issues, as well as timely reminders and information related to fruit and vegetable production in South Carolina. Remember, you can read weekly field updates and register for upcoming events by visiting the SC Grower blog at sccrower.com. Welcome everybody to this episode of the South Carolina Grower Exchange. We've got a few folks on this morning and we'll just go through and do a little bit of a, a field report. Make sure to check out the blog post this week. All of our agents from around the state um, did a report from their areas, so lots of information on there to read through. Um, but again, we'll go through. We have several agents on with us today, so we'll see what coverage we can get out of this. Uh, as far as the Midlands area that I'm in, um, Edgefield, Aiken kind of area, um, we went from wearing tank tops and I got a sunburn last weekend working out in the yard and then um, I'm wearing a sweatshirt and it's chilly now so weather has taken a drastic turn and right now at least for uh, Aiken Edgefield area we've got at least two nights that we are predicted to get below freezing um potentially even three nights. Tonight's kind of iffy. We're right on the line of like 33, 32, depending on which weather source you look at, but um, got some cold weather ahead of us. So those peach trees have really pushed out. We're somewhere in between shuck split, shuck off, um, most everything. There's still some later varieties that are um, still in bloom, but for the most part, we are more green than pink around here. So Definitely worried about what kind of damage that cold weather could do to the crops. Um, as far as other things go, strawberries, the growers have those covered up. Again, we're just kind of waiting to see how cold it actually gets. And then next week, we'll assess what damage we got. Um, hopefully none, but uh, again, we'll see. And last year, we got a crazy cold weather event where we got down into the low 20s and we stayed that way for a long time and we still managed to have a really good peach crop um, coming out of the ridge. So they're very resilient plants and we'll just have to wait and find out what happens. Uh, Justin, how about your area, the Midlands? What are we, what are we looking at? Uh, yeah, well, some of the same. Uh, this week we're getting a good reminder of why we don't go ahead and plant spring crops when we get a couple days of super nice weather. Uh, we're in the forecast, Tuesday's the only night that we're really concerned about. Uh, it's saying we're gonna get to 32 right now. Uh, it does look like it, it might be kind of windy, so that might help us a little bit, keep frost off the plants. Uh, we'll just have to see how it goes. <clears throat> uh, we are recommending that everybody cover their strawberries uh, just in case we don't want to take any chances there. And most folks already have their strawberries covered. 
Um, but as, as far ahead as we are, we definitely don't want to uh, take any chances, err on the side of precaution there. Uh, if you had the ability to cover, I would go ahead and do it. Um, we do have some folks that are picking some strawberries already and looking pretty good. So this is a pretty early strawberry year, but we've had the weather for it. Um, we've had some reports of spider mites here and there and some reports of gray mold here and there. So be sure you're getting out there and scouting carefully and uh, don't let those applications of miticides get away from you if the weather gets dry again like it was over the last two weeks before this weekend came around. And that's about it for the Midlands. All right, thanks, Justin. Uh, and then I guess I'll, since you mentioned gray mold a little bit, just a reminder, um, I know typically I at least send a couple samples off, but um, we do have the fungicide resistance test that our lab in Clemson can do. So if you've got issues with botrytis and you want to check out your strawberries and see if you've got any fungicide resistance going on, um, our lab does have the capabilities of doing that. So just reach out to your local agent and they can help you with the sampling or help you get more information about doing that. Uh, Rob, how about your area? What's happening there? <laughs> Good afternoon. What a difference a few days make. Last week we were, as you say, in short sleeves and sweating. This morning I'm wrapped up in pullovers and feeling feeling the chill. We are recommending covering crops. Um, we are starting to get close to harvest. We're going early pick with strawberries. The last thing we want to see is any fruit damage or flower damage to those crops right now. We are ahead, so it's worthwhile protecting those, those crops. Uh, Fruit-wise, we'll other fruit crop-wise, it'll be a case of wait and see. And we'll be praying that those watermelons that are under tents that went out last week actually make it through. But I think that's pretty much from what's going on. Just keep a, keep a close eye scouting when we do remove crop covers because those can enhance uh, spider mite activity and lead to flares in populations. So scouting is going to be really crucial as we start to go through the rest of the week. Thanks, Rob. Andy, how's it going? Hey, Sarah, can you hear me okay? Yep, I hear you good. Okay. Um, some of the same stuff in the upstate. Um, just point out a few uh, little differences. We got two growers, uh, strawberry growers, that uh, don't have covers. So they're facing the decision of when to cut on and all of that, which if the winds are up and up, 10 to 15 miles an hour, which is where it looks like it's going to be. Uh, we won't be able to do more damage by cutting on. So right now the decision is to not cut on, but that'll be a split minute decision with each of those two growers to, to decide on, on doing that. But um, right now it looks like that's a no go there. Um, peach wise, we will be running wind machines. Um, we have predicted lows down to 27. Um, so I'm actually putting out a trial with the cellulose nanocrystals, which has uh, been shown by Washington State to give us 10 to 12 degrees uh, Fahrenheit uh, fruit protection. So I'm putting that trial in now. Um, that's why I'm in my truck joining you. But um, crop looks good right now. Everybody's concerned about, you know, what's going to happen here. So a lot of those kind of calls, uh, and even late last week, uh, like Justin said, most of our guys have covered. 
if they have covers because they, they wanted to cover before that rain to make sure they weren't having to cover with wet covers. Um, we are seeing some spider mites. The botrytis as well, I've seen where it's going from the dead flowers down into the plant. Um, that was on a farm that's not doing much fungicide application, so they need to keep those protective um, fungicides like Captan on those plants, especially with the, we've had pretty frequent rains. Um, even during that hotter spell, we had pretty frequent rain, rain all, all the way through all of that. So um, we need to keep something on them um, to be able to continue to protect from botrytis. So uh, that's about all I've got as far as what's going on up here. Okay, sounds good. What um what stage are your peaches at? Uh, we're a little bit outside of full bloom, so most of our stuff I say is at petal fall. I'd say most of the stuff. Some stuff is starting shuck split, but um just the earliest stuff like Kara King, and that's what I'm doing the test on is actually flavor rich, which is our earliest okay. uh, blooming and also our earliest our primary earliest picking variety for uh so um it's actually busting the shuck right now so how about y'all sarah uh yeah some, somewhere between shuck split and shuck off just to oh wow so just a little ahead of us yeah yeah and that's uh jeff gave a little report in a peach team meeting this morning that they're i, I mean somewhere between you and me is where Musser Farm is. So they're about, they're getting towards shuck split. So um, they're going to be running wind machines there and potentially even burning some hay bales. Um, we, we don't do, we have some wind machines around in the ridge area, but we don't, um, we don't really run those. So it'll be It can be helpful, but with this much wind, yeah. If it ends up being high, I think today it's supposed to be above 10 at like two or three o'clock. So I think you're not supposed to cut on above three miles an hour. So we won't be able to cut those on. It's similar to the, you know, irrigation with the strawberries. If, if it's real windy, you're not supposed to cut because they become really dangerous. Yeah. You put you cut them on in heavy winds. So. Yeah. We'll yeah. just have to see how it all pans out. Yep. But. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah, thanks, Andy. All right, and I think we have a couple, maybe, specialists with us. Uh, Matt, yeah, Matt Cadouli and Brian Ward are here. Woohoo! Yeah. Thanks for joining well, in, guys. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Good afternoon. Um, from a weed science perspective, unfortunately, we're starting starting to see uh, yellow nuts. Uh, even though it's cold now, it's not a cold enough snap that's going to, you know, kill them or stop stop growth. Uh especially the ones that are coming up underneath uh, plastic that's been laid. Um, you know, yellow nutsedge, it's, I think, one one plant you can get, like, a couple thousand tubers from, multiple, you know, hundreds of shoots. So an infestation can occur relatively quickly. And uh, activities like cultivation, uh, it's not really going to kill the nutsedge. It's going to move it around unless you do it, like, I don't know, six or seven times. That's going to reduce the carbohydrate reserves. But... I mean, here on the coast, uh, nutsedge is really the the number one weed we deal with for spring, summer, and um, early fall crops. Uh, you know, with we've had a, I mean, we had you know it was warmer out a few weeks ago, but I feel like we've had a somewhat kind of cool winter. And now with the uh, you know getting cold again, um, herbicide carryover from the previous summer crops is something that I 
that is more of a concern when you have a cool, dry spring. Now it's uh, again we'll have to see how the spring goes. But um, yeah, my six years in South Carolina, there's really only been one year where it got a lot of herbicide carryover complaints, and that was one that was a very cold uh, and dry spring. So we'll see how the spring progresses. But that's I think something to uh, take note of as as we progress in the growing season. Brian, do you have any comments what you're seeing the the low country? You know this this spring or this. Um, well, I haven't seen a whole bunch. I have seen um, yellow margin leaf beetle that on the islands itself have wreaked havoc on some uh, some Nebraska plants, and I've actually also moved in on some broccoli and cauliflower, um, which uh, really typically hasn't been an issue before. But uh, we've seen that um, mites and uh, a lot of flowering on our strawberries uh, that I've went out and seen recently uh based on the fact that we had like uh one day was at 87 degrees and so we have had a lot of a lot of good weather uh last week and unfortunately that's you know put this put the stress on the strawberry plants put uh, blooms out and now we're going to take this uh minor hit um if we get a frost here along the islands i don't think along the islands themselves proper we Probably won't get across, but slightly on the mainland, slightly away from the barrier um, islands, we'll probably will get the frost, a light frost. Um, other than that, not too much. Yeah. All right. Well, th thank you both for joining in. Always appreciate an update from y'all. Um, so, yeah, like I said, we'll just all be watching and waiting and seeing what happens. I'm sure there'll be lots of information to report uh, in next week's blog, so make sure you check that out. Um, and then, do we have any upcoming events? I know Justin just had his vegetable meeting. I think we yeah, have... One second, I'll pull up the calendar. I feel like we're getting, getting close to the point um, in the year where we're wrapping up our commodity meetings and just moving into the season, so. Uh, we've got peach meeting coming up this week. Uh, is that Andy's or yours? Uh, neither. On the 16th? We're not doing that one. Oh, I need to update that. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, we do have a couple of those Climate Smart Grant meetings coming up on the 13th, excuse me, the 16th, the 23rd, and the 30th. Uh, and that's that's all we've got left this month since I need to get rid of this peach meeting list in here. So, yeah, like you said, we're about wrapped up. Well, anytime we have any meetings or trainings come up, we'll make sure to add them to the calendar on the blog. We'll also make sure to update it so that we don't have things that got canceled on there. Sorry about that, Justin. That's, that's, I'll take the blame on that. Um, but anyway, if nobody else has anything, we'll, we'll leave everybody to it and hopefully... Uh, have lots of good things and positive outcomes to discuss on our next episode.